Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, I'll never understand why you don't drink coffee. Murgatroyd, how are you? Well, that's not totally true. I actually drank coffee for the two months we were in Italy. It's just a weird thing. You only drink coffee. Like to get you to drink coffee, I have to move you to Italy. You have to move me to Europe because I also drink it in Greece. You want to know what we're talking about today? I would love to know. We are talking about keto. Now, oh, please, I can't wait. I'm going to tell you in advance. Okay. I don't, I don't, don't send me any messages because I don't care. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to respond to them. I do not want to get in the middle of paleo, keto, shmito. I don't care. I, all I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you about my thoughts on keto. We're going to cover three things. The first thing is why I chose it. The second thing is what I learned from it. And the third thing is why the hell did I change what was working? All right. Well, let's just, this is a little update. So if you haven't listened to our previous Rob Becomes a Keto Guido episode, pause this, go listen to that and then come back to me. And uh, I'll give you a second to do that. Ready? Just kidding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that like Jeopardy? Mm -hmm. It's the only one I know. (laughs) Do you have another theme song? Because I don't have one. No, that's it. Just the one on Somebody Feed Phil, which is amazing. So, all right. So go back, going back to... Rob initially choosing keto. So let's be real, my husband. Every few years, some little trend comes along that somehow always involves high fat for you. And you go against my wishes and you do it. And then what happens? I get fat. Right. So bulletproof bulletproof coffee, anyone? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And now keto, anyone? Do you see... Do you see a a trend here in what you are drawn to? All right, here's the thing. So I am so susceptible to 
marketing if it's done by the right person. So I saw Keto Guido himself. Go on Instagram, go to Keto Guido, and you're going to find the uh, the skinny kid from Jersey Shore, Vinny something or other. Guadino, I think is his name. And, you know, he was kind of like a pudgy Italian. And all of a sudden, you know, I see him on the opening Jersey Shore episode and he's eating the pepperoni off the pizza while everybody else is eating the pizza. And it's a big funny thing. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Okay, this guy's just gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna do the pepperoni diet. Like who wants to do that? But then I saw him somewhere and I was like, holy shit, like dude is ripped. And then I see that he's now, doing Chippendales. Like literally there is a Vinny Guadino Chippendales episode where like the women are going crazy and throwing their panties at him. And I'm like, I cannot believe that this pudgy meatball Jersey Shore guy is doing this. So I started following him. I started reading his posts and his posts were much more logical than I expect a Jersey Shore character to give. I don't know if he writes it himself, but it was pretty interesting. And it was around fat and why fat is, you know, is not the devil that we think it is. So the problem I had was I sort of overlooked the, he eats mostly plants and a little bit of fat here and there kind of thing. And I went all in on the fat and I didn't know what to eat. So I ate nuts until my stomach sort of blew up or I blew a gasket out the other side. (laughs) Two is I ate more cheese that I started developing a puffy face and molds that I woke up like with snot coming out of my nose because of the mucus that I ate from the cheese. This is so attractive. And I felt incredibly full and- I wonder why. And satiated. Right. Uh Uh-huh. It was amazing. But I was getting fat. So that is the story of why- I chose it. Well, I, I don't, it's I don't not know just I'm... why. I mean, you chose it because when someone tells you to eat bacon and cheese and you're going to get abs, you're like, I'm all in on that. Yeah, so, that's right. Right. So here's the problem. And we discussed this in that previous episode, but not everybody is going to work with that diet. One, two, there are other things that aren't being in, taken into account. Like you know, you'd like to drink a few glasses of wine every single night, which is fine. So your diet is going to have to fit your lifestyle because if you want to go into keto and ketosis and the whole, the rigmarole of all of that, you have two glasses of wine. And by glasses, I mean like a half a bottle. When you have the half a bottle of wine, you're going the opposite direction and you're not taking that into account. And so there's many little things like that that are not taken into account. And really it's like, I get it because it's so exciting to go, oh my gosh, you mean I can have hamburgers with cheese and avocados and and feel amazing and be healthy? No, no, you actually can't. Okay. I'm sorry. No one, I, I don't, you can send me all your research. I'm the opposite of Rob. Send me your research. I'd love to see it. I'd send me your blood work, send me your research for an extended period of time, not a three month journey that you are eating bacon and all in cheese and all this shit. I am not against a high fat diet. In fact, my favorite, if I was going to follow anyone, would be Dr. Mark Hyman because he is, what does he call himself? Pegan, right? Because it's this a little bit paleo, a lot of uh, veggies. So that vegan with nuts and seeds and the things that are high fat, that are healthy for your body. Olive oil, olives, very Mediterranean based. 
I am all about that. But when you start putting in like the carcinogenic, like fried meat and salami and all that shit, you're just not going to win me over. But anywho, so that was my resistance to Rob doing this because I really wanted him to be healthy and and heart healthy and not just have abs. And, you know, I get it. I get the salaciousness. I get the excitement. So I know what drawed you in. But what else did you learn in this journey? Because, you know, we, you did it for like a month. You gained a bunch of weight. Like, let's call it 10, 12 pounds. Okay. Mm, 20. You think you gained 20 pounds? Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. think you gained 20. 15. 15. Okay. Let's call it 15. I knew you thought it was 15. All right. So let's call it 15. So 15 pounds in a month, one is super unhealthy to gain. Two, um, it you didn't like it. It doesn't look good, you know, and it didn't make you feel good. If you if you find me in the closet crying in the corner right now, then <laughs> like if you just hear like this whimpering in the background, that's where I went. That's where he went. But so we decided this isn't working and we were gonna create a plan and put you back on a good diet, a healthy diet, a well-balanced diet. And what are the what's the first thing you noticed after five days of going back on my plan? It came in in two places for me. Place number one was when I looked at the picture of the satellite dish that was on my shoulders, okay? And all I saw was like ears and <laughs> Literally cheeks. Literally almost spit out my water. Yeah, it was like... I hadn't shaved that day, so it was it was like extra special beard. It was like a I was like it was like a the it was like a pirate with like <laughs> I I looked like Popeye. It was weird. Anyway, just giant face, big cheeks, big beard, and I look like shit. And I was like, fuck this. I hate the way I look, and I, I need to do something. I also have a reference point. My wife is a like a genius when it comes to creating a system for food. Like she will, you know, literally give you give you something that will, you know, allow you to like she can she can easily write she can look at you and go like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this program for you. We're gonna test it out. We're gonna see how you do with it. And she can tweak it and change it. So she's created, you know, crazy changes in my body. But for whatever the reason is, I think that you get I think, bored? No, I think that I, you got busy, I got busy. I, you know, I, I didn't want to like come to you and go like, you know, tell me what to eat because we're like, you know, like we're just busy. And I, I didn't want to really put that on you. So I was like, I'll just figure it, I'll figure this and out so myself. So you just walked over to the fridge and ate cheese. So I just walked over to the fridge and ate cheese. And then when I got so fat, I was like, okay, well, I need to, I need to figure this thing out. And so long story short, I said, well, what do I eat when I get back from the gym? And you're like, have a carb. And I'm like, a carb, I can't have a carb. It's not on the keto and <laughs> the keto. So we decided we were going to try and do something that was different and go back to something else. Okay, so the, the point of all of this, I, let me distill this down. So number one, if you're cutting out food groups and you're not fueling your body with what your body is actually designed to eat, then cheese is a processed food. Bacon is a processed food. You know, you're... you're you, you have flat teeth, okay? And we have to cook our meat to eat it. So if you're relying on foods like that are more processed in nature as your primary source, you're going to feel like shit. 
So if you don't eat a well-balanced diet with tons of fruit and veggies, tons of color, healthy fats, avocados, nuts, seeds, um, healthy oils, and all of that, you are going to feel like shit. And yes, I'm sorry, your body needs a carbohydrate. All those vegetables are carbohydrates. That's your brain needs them to process, okay? We are designed to eat apples off a tree. We are designed to eat oranges. We're designed to eat nuts and seeds. This is what our body is designed to eat. So if you don't give it that, you are going to feel like crap. And you're, you're main, maybe you're not going to realize it until you stop and you come back full circle and you actually give your body what it needs again. But that mental clarity and the lights being turned on in your body and the energy you have that's that's really a big thing. So so here here's what we did though, right? Because I am a science geek and I like to track things. I like to track numbers and I know people are going to listen to this when I say we used a scale and there are people that have the opinion that the scale is a useless thing. I think that's stupid because a scale is a unit of measurement. That's it. You your your worth doesn't need to be defined by the scale, the number on the scale, but Mine does. It is a healthy unit of measurement. You are not helping me here, Rob Murgatroyd. So, you know, your life isn't defined by the number on the scale. However, I'm sorry, it is a unit of measurement. So when Rob said, I'm fat, I said, are you promising me now that, because he asked for my help, that he would do exactly what I told him to do? And he said, yes. I said, great, I'm gonna go get the scale. And he said, no, I'm gonna do that tomorrow. I was like, no, you're not. You're doing it now. And we're taking photos and we're taking your measurements and your weight and we are going to track this. And he said, okay, he didn't want to. I didn't even show him the number on the scale because he didn't wanna see it. And that's fine. And then five days later, six days later, I walked upstairs with my scale again. And he tried to avoid me like the plague. Can you imagine somebody walking around you with a scale? How would that feel? <laughs> She's like creeping on me with a scale going, get on it. You want to do that? Right. But you were like, I don't want to, I don't want to be depressed. I don't, I said, I won't even show it to you. And I put him on the scale. I covered the number with my hands and you lost how many pounds? I don't remember. Maybe five. Yeah. You had gone down five pounds in the first five days. Now let's keep in mind water weight. Yes, does exist. Bloat, all of those things. Did he lose five pounds of fat? No, but he is heading in the proper direction. And I can see it now in your face and your shoulders. I can really, really see it. So let you want to talk about a couple of things that I implemented? Yeah, let, let's let's give them some tactical advice on what they can do. And I'll tell you, I'll t- you know, I'll tell you what I think you want me to do. I don't know what's better. You want to tell them what exactly to do? You want me to tell you what I think to do? Uh, well, you're probably going to screw it up, but go ahead. Why don't you tell them? Well, well, let me let me hit on one more thing you said. So you talked about fasting. Fasting is awesome, but he's been doing this for like two years, and you have to change things up if you're going to like when you were getting ready for a show, Rob. We were diet, diet, like your proper diet. And then as we got closer to the show, we started to cycle your carb days and do different things. So if you want your body to respond, sometimes it just gets in a rut and you have to switch it up. And so sometimes people were like, they'll jump on the keto bandwagon and even you in your first like week of keto, your body changed and you were going the right direction. And then all of a sudden it went to shit. So 
changing, it doesn't matter what you change it to, change brings on new action because that is when you're doing the same thing all the time, that's literally what a plateau is. So for him, he was fasting forever. Two, he wasn't getting the meals in in that eating window because he only had like five hours to eat and he couldn't shove all of the food in the pie hole in that five hours. So he wasn't even fueling his body properly. So for him, we stopped fasting and you wake up in the morning, you have adaptogens, right? You have an adaptogenic herb drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you're having breakfast, which must be amazing for you because you haven't had, it's like your favorite meal and you haven't had it in like two years it consistently. Feel, yeah. It feels really good. And you're, you're giving me some, you know, some breakfast things that uh, are just, you know, nice and fun. Yeah. So for breakfast, a lot of times I'll make a scramble for him, some sort of a scramble. So a couple of eggs, a couple of extra egg whites, some avocado, maybe some veggies chopped in there. Maybe it's an omelet or something along that line. Um, another option, oatmeal. We use a flax, um, a gluten-free flax oatmeal and we add some protein to it, uh, some apples and walnuts, something like that. So a well-balanced, healthy breakfast. And then you're going to the gym like a couple hours later, right? Yep, yep. And then you're coming home from the gym and I have two tricks up my sleeve uh, for his post-workout. One is we have a product line that is part of my company called Amped. It's amazing. There's post-workout recovery, branched-chain amino acids, all of that. And then a special post-workout tri-release protein that we use. So that protein though, instead of just drinking a shake, it is protein only. So he will have, we mentioned before, the Butterfinger where we blend, um, mash up a sweet potato and add the protein and some powdered peanut butter or rice pudding. And you love that one too. It's a brown rice with cinnamon, a little bit of coconut milk and uh, that tri-release protein. And that's post-workout. And then healthy, well-balanced meals and snacks for the rest of the day. Well, let's define that more. So like post-workout, I'll have, you know, what you just described with the rice and the the sweet potato. Two hours later, um, I'll usually do uh, like a big ass salad. Um, Two hours later, uh, three hours later-ish, I'll do a shake, your plant-based Shake and you add greens to it. Yeah, and I add and greens to it, and then um, then two hours after that, depending depending upon what time of day is, you know, when I started it, I'll either do one more shake if I feel like I'm I need it, or I'll just do dinner that night. Now, where it's getting tricky for me is I get really really hungry because we eat dinner so early. I get really hungry between. You know, the six o'clock time we have dinner and the nine, let's say 10 o'clock time that we go to bed in those four hours. And so like I'm walking around the house looking for nuts, like I'm a freaking squirrel, like looking to eat a nut, like a peanut, but like a diving into a jar of peanut butter would make me so happy. So you had suggested that this week, I start with doing one of your belly busters. And if anybody wants to know what that belly buster is, you should absolutely at message Kim Murgatroyd on Instagram so she can uh, set up a uh, a discovery call with you because it is 
It works. Well, let me because I remember you. doing it from the last time. It worked well, really well. Well, let me tell you why it works and um, what you would expect with it. One is it helps you de-bloat overnight. It's a special combination that helps you to de-bloat overnight. It helps give you better sleep at night and boost your metabolism and helps preserve lean muscle mass. So that at night, because look, if you're going to go to the gym and you're going to put in the work, you have to fuel your body properly to get the results that you're after. And Keeping your food simple, it does, simple doesn't mean it has to taste like shit. Simple just means simple. Like don't get crazy with it. I'll make him a big salad with tuna, salmon or whatever, and, you know, or chicken and throw some goat cheese in it and lots of veggies, lots of color. And dinner is always something, you know, healthy and balanced. And by the way, every week I make fresh pasta. It has two ingredients, you know, it has literally two ingredients. We don't wake up bloated. We won't, don't wake up feeling like shit because we eat a proper portion and the quality of the ingredients. I will tell you, one of the biggest things that I have realized since being in Europe for four months and back in the US is that the quality of the food you put into the pie hole is what matters as well, obviously, as the amount that you're putting in the pie hole. Because in in Europe, you just don't have these, you know, Magianos buy one, get one troughs that, you know, you're going home with of pasta. So we have like you've eaten cookies, you have drank wine every single night, your clothes are fitting better, you're feeling better, which is most important. And uh, you're dropping the keto weight that you gained. So here's what, here's what I learned. What I learned is when you have something that works, why in the world would you change it? Number two, I learned that everything, even if you have something that works, like in other words, I had a system. Kim gave me a system. But built within her system is the changing of her system. So what I was, instead of going to Kim and saying like, hey, I don't feel like I'm getting results by doing this anymore, and allowing her to create a new system within the same framework, but a little differently, like maybe higher carbs one day or whatever, whatever it is that she does to do. I tried to change it completely on my own through the baby out with the bathwater and it no longer worked. So I am a failed keto person. <laughs> um, I'm sure I did everything wrong. And again, please don't tell me what you think about keto. If it works for you, God bless you. Knock yourself out. I hope I hope you're going to be on the uh, the stripper pole before before I will. With Magic Mike. With Magic Mike. That's it, everybody. Have a great week. And if you want to reach out to Kim for any things we discussed, remember go to at Kim Murgatroyd on Instagram. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, Excuses are over. It's time to live.